Lock and Load. This is GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. The leader in the fight to reclaim and expand our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Here's your host, Executive Director of GeorgiaCarry.org, Jerry Henry. Welcome to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour, July the 1st, Saturday, uh, a day that uh, we've been looking for for quite some time because we have wanted campus carry for the last at least 10 years or so, and have been pushing for it, and we finally got it, and it goes into effect today. And today, my special guest is uh, a guy that I know you've all heard of. If you read any of our emails, his name pops up in there quite a bit. Uh, for things that he's done, as well as to contact him and tell him what you think. My guest today is the chairman of the Homeland of the House Public Safety and Homeland Security Committee, Alan Powell. Welcome, Alan. Thank you, Jerry. It is a wonderful day. July the 1st starts a a new half of the year, and, uh, you know, just another uh, bite of the apple, as you and I have talked about for years, about uh, extension of the Second Amendment rights, uh, and that's on something that we've long since done battle with, with the institution of the Board of Regents over. Right, and uh, so that goes into effect today. That's correct, and it's uh, it's it's not as uh, it's not as uh, extensive as we would like, but you can carry on an awful lot of the places on the campus. There are certain rooms, of course, that you you can't carry into, but the majority of the campus you can actually carry on. Uh, we have some people that are complaining that you can't, uh, if you're going to a place that's off limits, where do you put your gun? Well, where do you put it now? You leave it in the car. If you don't have a car, you don't have a gun. It's that simple right now. So it's no worse in any of those places than what it was, and it's a whole lot better in a lot of the other places. When you start thinking about uh, where most of the uh, robberies on campus occur, they occur in libraries, which is not off limits. They c- occur from the library to the parking lot or to the to the dorm and if you have a car on campus then you still have a place to put your car before you go into the dorm and you may be a small place there that you're not uh, not able to protect yourself but for the most part you're able to protect yourself and the good thing in my opinion is if a guy's sitting across the street from a college campus and he starts looking he can't just pick out somebody and say i know that person's not disarmed because now they don't know who's disarmed, and that changes the whole, uh, the whole attitude. Well, you're absolutely right. And I go back to what I said. You know that, you know, our philosophy. A lot of us who've been strong Second Amendment advocates for years, uh, we've been fighting uphill fight for years, and a lot of it's got to do with public perswe- uh, public perception, uh, the way the media, uh, you know, they they brand a lot of the things that we try right. to do. Right. And, you know, and it's I keep telling people that the legislative process is a process. It's not an event, but it's right. a process. And we've been pretty successful over the last few years. We're winning converts about uh, the need for open Second Amendment rights. Uh, nobody. It's such a such a argumentative issue to some people, uh, given criminal elements and such like that. But we're winning the we're winning more converts. Uh, you know, every time there's another event, a uh, public safety-related event or 
uh, whether it be situations like the nightclub shootings or the church shootings or the school shootings and such as that, we're winning it over because a lot of people are starting to think, hey, these are this like shooting birds over an open field. Exactly. uh, you know, so we're winning. So right. that being said, in Georgia, we've been able to take a bite out of the apple each year. That's correct. While I don't think this is the uh, the total answer to the Second Amendment uh, for your Second Amendment rights, it's a starting place. Well, and every every bill that we've passed, we have never passed, we being GeorgiaCarry.org, have never passed a bill that we were totally satisfied with. We passed some bills that we were real happy with because of what it gave us. But there were always something in there that we didn't get, and uh, and campus carry has been one of them that we've uh, we've been trying to get since, since two thousand seven, and uh, finally we got that piece of the apple. If you look at what we've done, talking about getting the the pieces of the apple, the bites of the apple, uh, our first goal was to get rid of the uh, public gathering laws. We didn't get rid of it uh, with HB eighty nine, but two years later. We were able to expand on that and get rid of the public gathering. And there's numerous things that we've done over the years that we didn't get last time, but we come back next time and we try again, and we get whatever we can take. That's exactly right. <clears throat> there's no uh, <clears throat> there's no easy way of doing it, you know, under the issues of constitutional care, you know, which was, which was an issue this past session to a lot of people. But there was no way that we could gather enough support legislatively right. to do it. Right. Now, I had said then, and I still say that, you know, we have such a convoluted system between state to state and states' rights, the federal uh, government, the statutes mm-hmm. dealing with it. And, you know, it'd be nice to say, yes, we'll do constitutional carry outright. But, and the big, big but is two things. One is that if we do away with the the, the pre-background checks for license. That's the one thing that says that uh, if you're a Georgia citizen with a license, right, you can go to a weapon to a, a gun store, right, and there's none of that three day, five day, or no. more waiting period. No. Secondly, is about reciprocity, and with that, you can go to other states that recognize a Georgia license. So you know, if we do away with it, the only way it'd work would be for Congress. To either do 50-state reciprocity, which you'd still have to have a license. Right. Point. Then you would have to have a license. Or Congress <clears throat> just does away with all of the anti-laws that they've got on the books right now. And that would be a good move. Yeah. I would I would vote for that, but yeah. I don't expect that to happen anytime soon. Well, you know. You know, <laughs> there's some, some things that are wishful thinking, I believe, more so than than practical. I, I, there's there's just too much involved in in getting that many people to go along with well, that. Well, in this day and time, we are we're living in very sketchy times, to say the very least. Oh yes, uh, the enemies from within and from without, mm-hmm. and you know it's becoming such a common place. Not just common criminals and thugs, but these lone wolves or groups that have a a mission, a political mm-hmm. mission, and that's to basically erode the fabric of this nation. So, yep, I agree with that. Um, and we're seeing more and more of that every day. It's uh, uh, I'm I'm of the firm opinion that we we don't have a whole lot of news media out there. We have an awful lot of propagandists putting stuff out on the air that uh, are not right. But and uh, Bloomberg and his Evertown uh, for gun safety or whatever he calls himself this week and all his min- millions is doing all he can to clutter up the works. 
to make it look worse than what it is. I, I saw a, a study today, or a list today, of uh, from 2006 till 2014. The number of homicides, of course, every town USA tries to tell you that, that there's more people killed by guns than there are with automobiles. And if you put in the, uh, if you put in the uh, self-inflicted, the suicides, and you put in the uh, good shootings, the one for the, but not only by stand your ground, but by the uh, law enforcement, etc. When you put all those together, the numbers are close to what's killed in an automobile. But when you take it out and you look at just the homicides, in uh, 2006 there were a little over 10,000. In 2014 there were a little over uh, 8,000. So that number and the number dropped every year down through there. And the only thing that I see, and, and I know that people are going to say, well, that's not the cause, but the thing that I see is starting in 2008 uh, is when an awful lot of states, and especially Georgia, started allowing more people to carry more places. And I think when you do that, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a safer place for all of us. You're exactly right, Jerry. Uh, and, you know, and, that, and that's the purpose of the Second Amendment. The uh, Second Amendment is gives people the right to protect themselves. Right. And today, that's more important today than it probably ever has been. I don't disagree with that uh, at all. Because, you know, the societal changes and the issues that we're facing. Uh, can you can you hopefully uh, depend on a law enforcement officer being there when you need one? Not no, no. And I hate to use that old cliche about being tried by right. 12, mm-hmm. but it's a fact. Yes, it is. And in this day and time, but one of the things that troubles me is that the metro area seems to be probably the number one geographic area that has the worst or the right. biggest problem. The worst crime statistics. about Second Amendment rights. Right. But yet they're number one in felony crimes. That's correct. And the use of a firearm. Right. Drive-by shootings, robberies, uh, car theft at mm-hmm. uh, filling stations. Just shooting people in their off their lawns, right? And to me, I mean, it's I don't I can't understand that correlation. But. Well, I don't either. Uh, other than the fact that we we know that the cities are normally bastions for a lot of liberals that that don't agree with the Second Amendment rights, uh, and it's it's proven time and time again when you try to do away with people's Second Amendment rights, you wind up in trouble. Seattle, just this last week, it was announced that they, uh, two, I think two years ago, they passed a, a an ammunition and gun tax. Every, every time you bought a gun, it cost you $25. What happened was the gun dealers moved out of town, and the people stopped buying their guns there. They were buying them somewhere else. The crime rate doubled in, in one year's time. We are coming up to the, uh, to the end of our first uh, segment here. Uh, with Alan Powell. Uh, we're going to continue to talk with him for the rest of the hour. I want to remind you to go to georgiacarry.org. Uh, you can sign up. You can renew, what have you. Go to newstalk1160.com and download the free, a commercial-free podcast, and we will be right back. And now, back to georgiacarry.org radio with georgiacarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to georgiacarry.org radio hour. Uh, Talking with Alan Powell, uh, we're discussing a couple of things. Number one, the fact that uh, 
that the campus carry bill went into effect today. Uh, and uh, earlier, uh, Alan and I discussed kind of what the uh, Board of Regents had to say about it. As you well know, they put out a, a, uh, a list of uh, what they uh, felt was right and what the, the school should do. One of the things that they said in there, which we were happy to see, was that it is the law, and they told the professors and, and everybody at the school that it is the law. There's nothing you can do about that. Here's what the, the rules are. Here's what you can and can't do. And we went over that list, and we didn't really have a problem with that list. It's uh, it's pretty well uh, stated. I do have a, a one uh, kind of comment or question about it, and I don't know that you've got the answer for it, but... Um, you can't carry in a, in a classroom where there's a, a high school student in it. Now, the question became, how do you find out? Well, then they say, well, you can go to the registrar's office, and they'll tell you that there is a, a high schooler in there. Uh, and then uh, Kennesaw State came out this past week, had a meeting up there, and they said you could go to the registrar website, and they they could tell you, but you know, tell them what class it is, and they'll tell you whether or not there's a high school student there. Well, that, that's probably pretty good but if i were to go into one of those classes and get arrested it's my understanding that it's against the law for anybody to tell you who the high school student is so you're going to convict me over something that i can't defend myself on wouldn't you have to wouldn't you have to to tell who that student was in order to convict me Jerry, it sounds to me like there's going to be as in a lot of other things that that are passed there's going to be some some litigation over this. <laughs> I think there's going to be some hiccups. Um, but. You know, quite frankly, being from the country and or not in the metro area, you know, I've always had some predetermined notions about my rights when it comes to the Second Amendment and, and to right. carry a weapon. And it's just my own peculiarity. That's the reason I conceal my weapon mm-hmm. where nobody knows that I've got a weapon. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, I don't want to be the first mark that somebody comes in if they know I've, you know, if they see it on my belt or whatever. But, you know, what you proposed is going to be a, will probably be a test case at some point. I would think so. Uh, I'm for one that's, you know, I've always been outspoken to the point that, uh, you know, we understand in our society that you can't be a convicted felon and right. have a weapon unless right. you've been paroled out and shown good cause. Right. I also think that there's some things that take precedence, and that's your protection. Mm-hmm. Society, you know, when we drew the line between felons, it had to be a line drawing somewhere. So there's where that line is. So that means the rest, if you're a law-abiding citizen, you should be able to carry that weapon. And I don't care where. I agree. Because, you know, it... Uh, in some cases, you know, you're going to be tested and you're going to have to use it. Now, I'll also tell you, you and I have had this discussion. While I certainly am not an advocate of mandatory training, I am certainly a believer that everybody, anyone who wishes to exercise their Second Amendment rights by virtue of carrying a weapon, that they've got a moral obligation to know how to use that weapon, how to be safe with it, and quite frankly, they need to be able to hit the target they're shooting at. And we have never had a and, disagreement and, on that particular argument. And, I, and I'm just so grateful that one of the things that I've seen even more of, and that's the, 
the uh, Second Amendment groups are offering training courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, sheriff departments, police right. departments right. Uh, across the state are doing it. Right. Uh, I think they need to be more. They need to do more of them because it's something that we could make our whole society a whole lot safer if everybody who who uh, exercises that right, if they have a, a strong proficiency with that weapon, mm-hmm. oh, it would make a whole lot of difference. Well, I don't, lot of yeah, I, don't, I don't disagree with that, and we've never had that. Like I said, we've never disagreed with that. The only thing that we've ever uh, that I've ever told you that we're against on the training is we don't want state-mandated state training because there's nobody in this state exactly. that can tell me what I need. And, exactly right. And the other thing is that if a state, uh, it would become a whole lot like a driver's license. If a state tells you you have to go get four hours or whatever hours of training, then when you came out of there with your certificate, you you know all you need to know. I don't need to go get any more training. And we uh, we push our guys to go get more training, but get the training that you want. Don't exactly. get the training that I want you to have. Get the training that you want. You're the ones paying for it. You're the one that knows what your weaknesses and strengths are, and that's what you should do. And that's that's the thanks to groups like Georgia Carey uh, that's, that's got such a presence that uh, you know such a presence with the capital and dealing with lawmakers. You know, a lot of people are hearing that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, y'all been just a y'all been a, a, a godsend well, thank to, you. to this movement. Thank you, and uh, and how grateful I am as well as others. Well, thank you. We uh, we have done our best. We have. Uh, we were in the beginning. We were lucky. We met some uh, some good guys down at the Capitol uh, who uh, shared some of the same beliefs we did, uh, particularly Tim Bearden and uh, and John Douglas and uh, Mitch Seaball, uh, yourself, because several other people that we met down there, and they said, y'all said, this is what you need to do. Don't expect to get everything back this year because you're not going to get it. Right. You didn't lose it this year. You didn't lose it last year. Uh, go down, uh, treat people properly, get to know the people that, that you're asking to vote for you. You should know your representatives. And um, ask for everything you want and accept whatever you can get. If the if they don't want to give you, such as what we've done with, with Campus Carry, they didn't want to give us Campus Carry in 2008. They didn't want it in 2010, 2012, 2014. This year we finally got it, and that's because you go back and ask for it. Exactly. And that's, once, that's the system. And once it gets there, one of the things that, that I'm proud about, that, uh, and it's not just Georgia Carry, it's, it's citizens of Georgia, but as we've been allowed to carry into more places, we show responsibility just by the way we carry. We don't go into places. We have been, and, and uh, need to invite you to one of these sometime, we have um, – open carry luncheons or open carry dinners or open carry brunches and we've gone into some places that uh you would think would really not want us in there but we've gone in and asked them told them what we had planned to do and sometimes they're a little nervous when we tell them what we're going to do but when we get through with the first meeting every one of them has said y'all come back anytime you want to you know perfect crowd the perfect gentlemen and ladies and and didn't bother anybody in this restaurant. And so when we continue to show that kind of responsibility to the average citizen, then they accept it more. They accept it. Even if they see the gun on your hip, they accept it a whole lot more sure. than what they would if they think that you're some kind of crazy nut. Exactly right. So um, 
So we're going to have to, uh, like I say, we still got work to do on campus carry because we need to to clarify some places. We need to get more places where we can carry on campus. Uh, there's a there's a lot of of uh, states that have passed campus carry that gives more uh, liberty than what we have, but there's also a lot of people that say, well, we've got we've got campus carry we can in our state, but then the president of campus of the college or the board of regents or somebody else can come back and say, no, we're not going to let you carry on this campus, and there's nothing you can do about it. In Georgia, if it is a state-run university, they can't stop you from carrying on that campus, and that is a good thing. On the designated areas. That's correct. They can keep you out of of the off-limits places just like any other place, but they can't stop you from carrying on that particular uh, campus. Exactly right. Uh, And I think uh, one of the things that we might – need to look at here in the in the future is private property and private colleges private to me i mean it is private but it's still against the statute for you to carry into a private institution falls under the private property clause that we did two or three years ago well it should but uh, i believe if you look at the if you look at the statute on schools uh, you can't carry into a private school if it's a school whether it's private or whether it's public you know it was they were both off so I agree that the, the – and that's the point I'm making. The colleges should be able to make that decision for themselves, and if they – the private ones should. And if they want to allow it, they should be able to allow it. Right now, they really can't allow it other than telling their police force to look the other way. Unless they set it as a policy of that private school. Well, that's what I'm telling you. That's, yeah. that's what they would have to do. But they're still technically breaking the law because the statute says you can't do it on, on there. So that's uh, – that's just something that that we need to, in my opinion, need to look back. And I know, I know, talking with Rick, uh, he didn't want to get into all of it at the same time because he didn't want to muddy the waters any more than than what he felt they would be muddied. You can yeah. only do battle with so you many can only, adversaries. You can only fight so so many times, so many people, and and uh, the the more you string your battle out, the the worse uh, chance you have of getting it passed. So if you stay head on, you can do it. Well, at the end of the day, I think you're, what you're going to see is that, as you well remember, when we passed the uh, the main bill three years ago, and it was labeled by the press as a guns mm-hmm. everywhere bill, mm-hmm. you would have thought that uh, that the skies were going to open, yep, and hell, fire, and brimstone would be falling. Right. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Nope. Didn't happen, and it took the story right out, snatched the story right out of the jaws of the misinforming news media. That's correct. Uh, and I think you'll see the same thing with the university with campus on the university so with the campus carry. And then I think where you'll see is it more people will loosen up to the fact. What's more important? Yep. Constitutional rights, i.e. security right. or right. I agree with you. We're uh we've come to the end of this segment. I need to uh, step out for a commercial break. Remember www.georgiacarry.org and the uh, download the free podcast from newstalk1160.com and we'll be right back. And now, back to georgiacarry.org radio with georgiacarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to georgiacarry.org radio hour. Uh, it's beautiful July the first day with uh, my special guest, Alan Powell. 
Uh, Alan doesn't come on to a whole lot of radio shows because he's kind of bashful and doesn't talk to too many people, <laughs> as you well know. I think we have some of his uh, speeches from the well on our website from uh, him kind of telling people how he feels about things. He, between he and uh, between he and John Meadows, we have some very good speakers uh, at the, the Capitol that go to the well, and we have an awful lot of others that, that are good at it as well. But uh, normally it gets wrapped up by either Alan or or uh, John Meadows. And uh, so we're sitting here today just kind of talking a little bit. I just kind of wanted to, to give you all a little insight on who Alan is. Uh, you've been a representative how long? 28 years. 28 years. You think he left the next time? Well, I certainly hope so because <laughs> I haven't lost my I haven't lost my feeling about uh, who it is I represent. Good, and uh, and I agree with that. I, I doubt seriously that you'll have a problem getting elected. My guess is that until you uh, kind of get ready to leave, you're probably going to be there, uh, and uh, that's not a bad thing for for uh, people who are interested in their gun rights. That's for sure. Um, now your uh, your full time job is. Jerry, I'm a real estate broker by profession. Uh, my company's Red Clay Properties. Mm-hmm. Um, they're located up in northeast Georgia. Um, I've got a number of agents that work for me, so we specialize in Hart, Franklin, uh, Jackson, Banks, up in that area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I've got several agents up in the uh, Jackson County area, and as you know, that's a growth area, mm-hmm. and they're doing a great job up Good. that way. Good. So, yeah, but I I do actually work for a living. Uh, well, how long have you been in that business? Uh, I've been in the real estate business on and off 40 years. Okay, not and a problem. I left it for a while, went into other businesses, came back into it. So, Good. Um, and you were uh, local. You were born in Georgia? Born and raised in Hartwell. The mm. uh, only time I left was when I went to college. And uh, Where'd you go to college? I went to college down in America's Georgia, hmm. Georgia Southwestern. Uh, I was one of those children of the 60s, one of them rebellious children, as my <laughs> daddy used to say. And Join I, the club. And I tried to get just as far away from home as I could. Right. And, uh, and you know, and I found that after college that uh, and came to Atlanta for a brief time, you know, living in the country isn't such home, a bad yep, thing. Home wasn't a bad idea, uh, was it? <laughs> But raised a family, had several businesses up there, and uh, doing very well. Good. Glad to hear that. Fairly good health. Yeah, yeah. You just had your knee replaced, though. I did, but uh, I'm still in fairly good health. <laughs> I, I've outlived the post-operative rehab. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I, I understand you were hobbling around quite a bit there for a while. I know I talked to you several times when you were uh, after your surgery, and it, you were not feeling good an awful lot of those times, but it at least you're looking like you're getting around a little bit better and, and feeling better and smiling a little bit more. Well, I've been very fortunate in my life. I made it to this stage of my life and never been in a hospital. I've never had, never paid anybody to cut me. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was uh, it was something that had to be done, and it's been done. And I'm working toward uh, rehab, and I feel the best I've felt in in a long time. Good, glad to hear that. I know you were really hobbling last year at the, during the session. You were. And they uh, they replaced your knee the Monday after the the. Oh, uh, I went in on the I went in four days after the session. Four days after the session, yeah. And uh, and you know, and it's it's tough, but you know what? If you got to do it, you got to do it. You got to do it, and, and you're uh, you're a tough old cuss. You're like me. You're uh, 
you're uh, not you don't give up easy that's the that's the thing about it and that's that's one of the things that that uh, we as georgia carry and and uh, second amendment uh, people that's one of the things we have to to realize and have to do and that is uh, we don't give up we have to keep coming back even even when we get a few setbacks which we've had a few not an awful lot i have to admit but when we do we just uh dust our dust our britches off and come back next year and try again well the best thing jerry that i can tell you that has has prompted people uh we've always had a certain level of certain number of folk percentages that are constitutionalists they Mm -hmm. believe in that right you know i think i've been quoted a time or two of saying that you know thank thank uh there's two entities that we can thank for our safety. Mm-hmm. One's the Constitution and the Second Amendment, and the other's God Almighty who gives us all a spirit to protect ourselves right. and our families. Right. And, and the right, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. And, you know, in this society, because of societal changes, because of current events, we're probably living in one of the most dangerous times that we've ever lived in. And a lot of people don't agree with that, but I do, because... Yeah. I have trouble disagreeing with it. I, I, I think it's. Uh, I, I I think if you go back to to some of the times like the Roaring Twenties and that sort, where we had the gangsters run up and down the streets, uh, that was pretty bad. But most of those were were kind of uh, entrenched in a neighborhood. Now we've got things happening on the street to everyday people just walking down the road doing nothing and get a drive-by shooting and somebody exactly right. beat them up. Some you know it's just uh, they're. There's a whole lot more, um, a whole lot more randomness to uh, people getting hurt today than what there was before. And every every individual has got the right to protect themselves. I believe that. I believe that. I, and as I've said before, and I'll say it again, probably a few more hundred times this year, we're not fighting for you to carry a firearm. We're fighting for you to have the right to decide whether you want to carry that firearm. Exactly Personally, right. I don't care whether anybody carries a firearm as long as they make the decision whether they want to carry that firearm or not. And if they say no, fine, I have no problem with that. But we're going to spend our time fighting for their right to say yes or no. And not, you know, not only when you're talking about the Second Amendment, we're, we're talking about other rights too because without the Second Amendment, I'm, it's my feeling we wouldn't have any of the other rights because – once you don't have any, once you have no way of protecting yourself from someone taking those other rights, then those rights are gone as well. That's exactly right, Jerry. The Constitution is a, is a very, very valuable and interesting document. It's interwoven with a lot of the other rights, and I, for one, you know, I've always said that the Second Amendment, that the founding fathers put the Second Amendment in there. Not so much that people they were concerned that people couldn't protect themselves against invading foreigners or wild Indians or whatever. It was basically to protect them against an over-aggressive government. That's correct. That's now, exactly what it that was. That might like. sound a little radical to a lot of people, but that's you know that's how I feel. And, well, and in today's society, because of that, and because of people not knowing who's exercised that right who's got what weapons in their home, Right. then those other rights, most importantly the First Amendment, mm-hmm. be heard. That's correct. They're still protected. That's correct. They're all protected. I, I, it's my personal feeling that they're all protected by the, by the Second Amendment. Um, and you were talking about our founding fathers. Remember, they had just come out of a, a war to uh, 
to uh, start this country came out of a revolution and had we not had guns there would be no america today and that was one of the first things after they got set up that was one of the first things that happened at concord that's why they fought the battle of concord the british soldiers came in there and were going to disarm the americans and the americans said no you're not and had they been able to do that and confiscate our firearms then we wouldn't have an american today now, regardless i mean it's history that's the way it is and, uh, and, you know. and despite so many people in so many quarters that are trying to re, reinterpret history, oh yeah, it is what it is. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of people that are, are uh, taking down statues, taking down flags because we don't want to see it anymore. Well, you know, there's also that warning that's been made on numerous occasions. Those that uh, refuse to study history are bound to repeat it. And uh, I hate to see that coming, but I think that may be happening with the in some part, uh, some parts of the, uh, the economy or the society. I'll get it right in a minute. Uh, but uh, I think it is interesting times. I think we're going to have some more interesting times in the next uh, few years uh, to, because there's so many people right now, they're just, they've taken too much Ritalin or something. They're, they're <laughs> these, uh, these, Leftists are just going berserk over the fact that they didn't get their their president elected, and it's I don't know where that one's going to go. Quite frankly, well, Jerry, the bigger problem that I see is we have become our nation has become so polarized. Right. If you're on this side, then this is how you believe. If you're on that side, and a lot of people just quite frankly don't understand that you don't have to be of one political party or no. another to take a position. Unfortunately, it's been my experience in the state of Georgia that the partisan structure, at least on the other side, is as such that as you do as they do, right. and what trickles down from the national right. or from the DNC. Right. And that's to me that's kind of sketchy. Yep. And I agree I, with that. And it's a dangerous it's a dangerous thing that we're dangerous yeah. day we're living in. It's very dangerous. We you you want some kind of uh, political discourse, but uh, we've come up to the end of our third segment here. I want to remind you one more time, go to georgiacarry.org. Um, uh, you can also download the commercial-free podcast, uh, newstalk1160.com, and we'll be right back. And now, back to georgiacarry.org radio with georgiacarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. Uh, Alan Powell, my special guest here, the uh, chairman of the House Public Safety and Homeland Security uh, Committee. A very important committee if you're a Second Amendment advocate. Uh, And it's an important one if you're against the Second Amendment as well. Um, Alan, we uh, we were talking earlier about uh, how how important it is for people uh, all people, not just Georgia Carey people, but certainly Georgia Carey members as well, to get involved in what's coming up with the next election in in the in the state and in the even in the country, because we've got uh, all the House of Representatives are being are up for election next year in the Congress, and then uh, everybody down here. Well, I guess all our state, uh, except some of the Public Service Committee uh, Commission people, are all up for election next year. Jerry Lake. Next year is going to be a very important year. Uh, 
especially in the state of Georgia, that's our statewide elections, governor, lieutenant mm-hmm. governor, secretary of state, attorney general, all down the line. All 56 senators and all 180 House members will be running for re-election. Um, and, you know, it's – I take elections very important. Uh, and I take them important, and I take things very serious and importantly that the public needs to get involved. Right. Now, I hear all this about uh, when, when people are mad and they talk about, yeah, we're involved. But what do they do in between times? A lot of times they forget that spirit. Yep. They forget to ask the proper questions. Or, as we just saw in the highest uh, spending election for congressional seat, right? it's who throws out the most money that can tell the most outlandish uh, things about themselves. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, it didn't work. In and it didn't work. This time. But, but, you know, in between of all of this, the public is the ones who can make the system work. I don't care whether you're uh, whether you're pro or second Second Amendment. Uh, I don't care if you're pro or con to casino gambling or uh, medical marijuana or whatever that issue may be. Mm-hmm. That's your issue, and you have a right to find out and to ask those who are running what's their position. Then you can f- place your decision on who you're going to support right. based on their positions. Unfortunately, we don't have enough people who do serious investigation right. to these people. Right. They're so used to the TV coming on and doing a, a 15, 30-second sound bite commercial mm-hmm. uh, that sounds so sweet and good, and you know, right. they got to be they got to be as good as apple pie. Mm-hmm. But I say, hold anybody's feet to the fire that's running for office. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a statewide office, whether it's a legislative office, whether it's a congressional office, uh, which is even more important mm-hmm. when you see the gridlock and things that are going on in Washington today. Because every institution of government that has lawmaking authority, they can pass things that you may not like. That's correct. Or they can pass things that you will like. Correct. And a lot of them that they pass is all going to hinge on your constitutional rights. And this is the reason I say get involved. Mm-hmm. Don't just wait and listen to some announcer on uh, some commercial. Put your feet to the fire. Well, I Ask agree them. with that. I agree with that. If you, uh, if you look, we were talking earlier about Second Amendment groups. If you look at Second Amendment groups, if you look at the, the uh, group that were for medical marijuana, they – formed a group they went down and they became grassroots and when i say grassroots they think about that issue every day they don't go down there and get i'm on this i've got to get this we got to get this passed and when that's passed they go home put their slippers on uh, have a drink and smoke their pipe and and they're happy because they've done their civic duty your civic duty means to me at least staying involved all the time now we don't get involved i personally don't get involved in an awful lot of other things because of who we are and who I am, and I know that if I go down to the Capitol and start trying to spread myself around on other issues, that it's it's not going to help the, and that, the and, issue that I'm after. And that's fine because there's enough other people with those other agendas that's and correct. other issues that need well, to be Well, and there. I can support those people from behind sure. without being out in front. But uh, And a lot of people don't seem to understand that as well. They're, they're, there's an awful lot of things that go on in politics, that, as you well know. You know a whole lot more about it than I do, uh, that I have, have learned in the last um, eight or ten years. And an awful lot of times, it, you can almost say it, 
things are not what they seem to be. No. But no. they're moving in the direction we want them to move. And people a lot of times don't understand that because it's it's like cooking dinner. If you go in when mama just starts cooking dinner, you may not like it very well, but if you wait until the, the dinner's done, well, she might not cooked apple pie, but everything else was pretty good, and that's kind of the way it seems to come out a lot of times. Well, what we've seen in Georgia, we've made too much progress in recent years to be giving it up at that's this correct. point. And do not think that if the tide changed in the control of the legislature, right? if it changed, and, you know, every reapportionment, we know that the metro areas pick up seats. Mm-hmm. And so the, out the rural, those of us in rural Georgia and outlier areas where we have a different uh, way of life and different political philosophies, mm-hmm. quite frankly, that if those change, then the laws can change. That's correct. And uh, that's just something I just don't think we need to be giving up the uh, giving up the gains for Second Amendments. No, well, one of the things that I continually tell people is, look, maybe we're where you want to be. Maybe we, maybe you don't care whether we pass any more laws, but you ought to care whether we keep them or not. Because just like you said, when it tide changed down there, and it will at some point in time, it always does, you know. It will change, and when it does, if we're not down there fighting every day, then we're going to be behind the eight ball. If we're if we're engaged, then it's not going to sneak up on us. But if it sneaks up on us, and then we try to say, "Oh, let's go stop this," it, it's you're way behind by that time. You should have already been making those inroads. An educated electorate is a good electorate, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we've all seen groups that are out there for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can take a good re- they can take a good issue, but the inside motivation is what are they really up to? Right. You know, you right. and I both have seen organizations that has created more obstacles to getting things passed under the name of what they're trying to do. Right. And you know, I'm reluctant to criticize, but I cris- criticize their methodology. Right. And certainly not what their mission might have been. Well, I think that uh, to me, a lot of that shows that that people can be led. Uh, without knowing what they're being led into. They're, they don't really sit back and look at the issues. And, and I agree, you know, sometimes we don't move fast enough on certain things, but that's the way life is. And people claim, uh, people say, well, uh, I don't like the system. Well, it doesn't matter whether you like the system or not. This is the system you have. You don't like the fact that a policeman can write you a ticket, but guess what? He can write you a ticket. So you have to work under the system that you've got you can try to change it, and you can be ready when it does change. But the system that you have right now is what you have got to work with. If you want to get anything done, it has to be done through that system and through the people that are in that system. That's exactly right. I mean, we're a nation of laws, and we're a nation that a system is there. Right. I mean, you have right. Every citizen has right to due process. Right. Whether they truly exercise it to their to their maximum benefit you know that remains to be seen, right? But at least that process is there. Yes, and that's and that's what. Well, as a matter of fact, due process. Since you brought that up, I'm, we had several uh, discussions in the last two or three years over due process because people want to pass some kind of law that takes away from our due process, and we can't. We just can't have that. Whether, and a lot of times when you look at the laws, they sound good, but then you see what they're doing, and it's not good. It's it's 
terrible. And uh, just like the no-fly list, you know, people want anybody on the no-fly list to not be able to buy a gun. Well, how ridiculous is that? You just... That's not the way our system works. It's never worked for the government to have a secret list of people that can or cannot be, uh, cannot own firearms or protect themselves. Well, we're very lucky in Georgia uh, that Georgia Carey is, you know, the members of Georgia Carey and what they stand for and how much work they do. You know, Jerry lives at the Capitol virtually during the session to keep his eye, out, to keep his eye on us and to help us, uh, to help some of us with ideas or issues that we're dealing with. Uh, we have other other organizations that do that, but not to the extent of success that Georgia Carey has had. And I think it's because Georgia Carey has, uh, you know, is made up of the Mike Posses of Livonia, Georgia, mm-hmm. and the Andy McClures right. of Blue Ridge, and and folks from all over this state. Oh yeah, I could name a hundred of me. And these are folks who who believe in what they believe in. That's correct. They're the ones who stand behind the folks. And well, they're they're the ones that I always say they're the ones that do it. We're just down there talking to y'all, but they're the ones that actually make it happen because we can't do it without them. Well, my gratitude, not just for me, but from also an awful lot of the legislators, goes out to Georgia Carey. Well, we certainly appreciate that. And uh, we're coming up to the end of the program here. I want to thank Alan for being on and taking his time out uh, on this uh, beautiful day to uh, come down and be here with us. I want to remind you, next week, um, I... I'm not sure who my my guest is, but uh, we will be back here next week. Remember, www.georgiacarry.org and your free podcast downloads at newstalk1160.com. Thanks for listening to georgiacarry.org radio, hosted by Georgia Carry's executive director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Join us each week for information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 only on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.